Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. Kevin, we get to this weekend's fixtures in a moment, but um, we just we can't let the opportunity pass. Of, you know, it's been a, a tough week for Irish football, but there's a, a bright light today when we're uh, seeing news that the Ireland under-17s and under-19s are now ranked at the top 10 in Europe. We've also got Troy Parrott. Uh, it looks like he's going to start tonight for yeah. Spurs against Bayern Munich and made his debut in the Premier League the weekend. Obviously, you've been heavily involved with a lot of these young players. It must be really encouraging to see some of the fruits of your labour. Um, yeah, well, listen, I have very little. It's just the likes of Colin O'Brien, who I was with, who's done so much work over the years. Um, I suppose, you know what? It's amazing how quickly it changes. Obviously, we're talking negative side, the FAI and everything that's going on there with with um, John Delaney and bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. But I thought they'd spoken about them. Everyone's sick of it and they're going to win the end of that coming. But um, the younger player side, I sat in the RT, I think about six months ago or eight months ago, with, um, and had a sort of an argument with Liam Brady, which is not unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying there's nothing, nothing coming through. You can see nothing, no bright lights, no young players. And I, and I tried to explain to him, I think like I think we do have a change coming through. There is young players being talked about. And all of a sudden, in the last few months, you're seeing that. You're seeing those names. You're seeing the young, probably Parr, obviously, is a standout example. But the, not just individuals, but teams. The under-21s doing well. You know, whenever under-21s sort of ever put together sort of a decent run of results, I think uh, I was in the, I was in the yeah. team that won a tournament, actually. I'll drop that in, uh, out in Madeira. We won a tournament a long time ago. But, you know, I can't remember us ever really doing well in qualifying for under-21. Under-17, under-19, every team seems to be strong. And uh, not just one player, but a number of players in each squad um, seems to be getting talked about. And We've a lot of Irish players starting in the Premier League week in, week out now at the moment, more than I can remember in the last few years. So, um, good to be positive. It's nice to talk about positive things. We should always try to look on the bright side in life and look on the bright side in, in, in sport. And with Ireland, you know, we're sh- like, I think we're top 10 in under 17, under 19. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. In the top 10. So, like, that is shooting above our weight or whatever, boxing above our weight. Um, and hopefully we can continue it. But there is some, there's some effort being put in by all those coaches. The facilities, like when I talk about my parents, I know I'm going into a slightly other subject there, but parents ask me about their kids and they've been offered trials here, there and everywhere in England and they're 13 or 14. I'm like, will you just leave them alone and let them? League of Ireland teams all now have, um, every coach has badges. They all have facilities. The facilities mightn't be five-star Man City facilities, but they're all up to a standard, which are way better than I would have had 15, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. They're all getting well looked after. They're all training three, four nights a week minimum. Um, so League of Ireland gets bashed a lot, but that side of it is definitely improved and will only get better. And as the young players get coached and trained at that age group, underage, and come up through in a, like a League of Ireland system, like every other country in the world does, apart from Ireland, comes through their league team system, hopefully filters into their first team. League of Ireland gets better for that. And then if they're good enough or whatever and want to move on, sell them and make money and do it that way instead of the system, which... I have hated and seen and was sort of half cajoling but didn't thank God when I was yeah. younger about going like every player had young lad had to go up to I don't know Belvedere or Joey's or all these teams in Dublin and get sold off at 15 or 16 and they're still fighting against it and they'll hate me saying it because they, they their model goes out the window of this proper model like every other country in the world does and goes through a League of Ireland model or an underage system or whatever or if you're Troy Parrott and you're exceptional and you go over to England as you're because you are super exceptional player you really have to be the best of the best of the best, which he was as a youngster growing up, to go to a club like Spurs and get any chance again anywhere near the first team. 
if you're a slow burner like me and lots of other lads who've come through the world and gone on, you have no chance going over to England at 15, 16. You have to do it the, the probably more, um, I suppose, the more clever way. Do your leaving start, go through a leaving learning club, do that training, use the facilities that we have here, which are all, as I said, getting better, and the coaches are better. And all filters through to our, I think, our league of our, our senior international team, our under 21s, our under 17s, our 19s, all of that getting better, and hopefully we're seeing the start of it now with the. Uh, you know, I think that system was all only implemented in the last three, four years that they've tried to really put that system in. And hopefully that is one thing that is positive to talk about in the next couple of years. Definitely. It's funny you mentioned that, just to go back, right, because I, it, it's funny, like I've used your example almost. I think, what were you, 2021 when you went over? From, yeah, from 21, Cork, just 21. 21. And, and like I've often used the example of like that's the way Irish players should be ready because you're going over ready-made to make an impact. You look at yeah. Shawnee Maguire's done it as well. And it's, now that we yeah. have you, it's like... It, the obvious question to ask like I mean would you, rec- you that, that's obviously the route that you would recommend for any yeah. play- like you felt a lot more ready to go and play championship and uh, then obviously quickly like Premier League football a different world you know, I was going over if you're going over 20 or 21 you're going to join the first team and be involved um, you're not just going over as a 15, 16 year old as like in basically a farm animal put out in the field and maybe you're going to something maybe you won't and we'll get rid of them in two or three years anyway um, like as a 20, 21 year old you've you've finished your school and you maybe have done a bit of college or not. I don't know, but at least you've got a leaving cert. You've grown up, you've stayed with your friends, you've you've not left, you've left home. I got used to living away from home. I lived in Dublin and Cork and different places, but you know, it's not far from home. You get to grow up a little bit, um, a little bit before you go over. When I went to England at 21, I could drive, I could rent an apartment. My friends could all come over and see me. It's like a stag do every weekend for them coming to, <laughs> coming to watch me play. But like I had that, I didn't go to England and go to Diggs at 15 and just be in a totally different world. It was, I was a grown-up and I was playing men's football in Ireland and I was after used to, in a very smaller scale, but I was used to the press and dealing with the press and dealing with the pressure of playing first-team football and having to get results. And it's just, you know, just I just don't see how there can be any other way you should do it. You know, you should. If you can't make your League of Ireland team, you're not going to make top teams in England. You just have to not be not be starstruck by being brought over to Tottenham and, or wherever and thrown this money and thrown these facilities they all hear it like a, a gym is a gym it might be a five star gym in England but a three star gym you don't need the best of everything you make of it what you do yourself if you you know you, as I said like Tri Parrot was exceptional exceptional growing up there is going to be that exceptional exceptional talent whether it's a Lionel Messi leaving Argentina to go to Barcelona it's going to be exceptional players who will go but for the for the rest of us the 99.9% you have to stay at home and the normal sort of grown up kid not leave your parents finish your leaving cert it's a no brainer I don't see why maybe 20 years ago when the facilities the coaches you know you didn't have quite the route you didn't have the you couldn't say start with Wexford Utes you can start with Wexford Utes under 13 now and go right up through to the League of Ireland team you didn't have that 20 years ago but you do now so there's no excuse for a parent to be sending their kid away at 14 or 15 I don't I don't know how to do I would not send my kid to wherever I was at good clubs I was at rating I was at Wolves and they are good systems and good people but there's no way I would put my kid in their hands at 15 or 16 years of age to um, basically be one of 100 other kids you're, you're sold the dream as a 15, 16 and introduced to it I always remember when I was first year at Reading I was in the first team doing really well and these young Irish kids being brought to introduce me because it was seen as a way of getting them to sign for Reading if you introduce them to the other Irish players in the first team and never seen those kids again they'd sign and you would never see them again mm. and you wonder where they went. They're there somewhere. They're not trained at the same time as you. They don't see you ever again apart from the day they signed. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a brutal world and some make it, but, you know, 
anyway, I've got my rant out of the way. Staying <laughs> yeah. at home, staying at home and going through the League of Ireland now, nowadays, what they've got is is um is the way to do. I don't see how it can be any other way. Look, uh, sorry, I don't want to go on about it. It's a, it's a it's it's a pet peeve of mine as well. So hopefully we're both not ranting. But I'm interested to know if you said that you know parents might ask you for advice and all. Like if somebody comes, if if you're 14 and your parents and you are being offered to go to Man City, say, but like the bright lights and it sounds so amazing, but you all, yeah. like, no matter how many people tell you, you don't realize you're going to be going over there as almost one of a thousand and anything yeah. could happen. Do you get the chance to give that advice? Do you, do you have the chance to, I don't know how um, you do you it. But... Me, there is few people, yeah, there's no, there's no, I suppose there should be more way of mentoring or whatever for other yeah. players. I, like I try to say, like if Man City wants you at 14, say, whatever the, the argument is if they, they should be if they think you're that good they should be willing to watch you bring you over on your holidays whatever train with them well I want to stay with my club in Ireland you know I'll sign with you when I'm 17 or 18 I'll do all my coaching training here I'll go train with you in the off season and the holidays and what bloody blah, blah go over and back but like if they really want you they'll want you again when you're 17 I know that's what John O'Shea did yeah. he, he, he signed for Man United but stayed into his leaving cert and they really wanted him he was good enough so they waited because he was that good so um you know, if someone, if you're that good, they're they're willing to wait. If you're not that good, they're just taking a chance on you, and they don't really believe you might make it if they're not willing to wait till they're 16, 17 years of age at least for the finish your their leaving cert. So, um, I try to get that across. I don't think people want to listen. I suppose when you're throwing some yeah. in stuff in front of you and different things, and you know, this is your chance. I can understand that. I, you know, it would be very difficult if Man United you know, come and want to sign your son and they tell you this, that, and the other. It's so hard to turn it down. It's a one chance. But I would love to just say, okay, Manchester United, whoever the coach is, can you can you just wait for another couple of years, watch him, he'll go up and train with you, and he'll go with you then when he's finished his, at least finish your leaving cert, um, very minimum. And they tell you they're going to teach you and you do schooling over there and all, but like it's very token. From what I've seen over the years, unless it's changed drastically in the last couple of years, it's basically just to tick a box so they can say that they are getting some education. So, um, yeah. You know, if you're good enough, they'll still want you when you're 17 or 18, yeah, 20 or whatever, maybe. Probably then inform Irish player in the Premier League at the minute. End of Stephen scored again at the weekend. Didn't go over until he yeah. was 21 or 2 as well. The other thing yeah. we wanted to ask you about, Kevin, Christmas parties, the, the, the club <laughs> yeah. Christmas party. You had a long career. Oh, Tell us, what was your favourite Christmas party and why? <laughs> Christmas party? Oh, lads. Well, I can't repeat the really good story. Um <laughs> We used to go to Dublin actually a good bit and I hated it. I hated the Dublin. There's nothing wrong with Dublin but like it was an Irish player international, well international and you're coming to Dublin and for all the other lads it was grand they could go out and have a crack in the night out. For me it was like you know there's an Irish international and you know it's not like I could go and you know have enjoy a Christmas party yeah. with um, you know you're very aware of where you are. Maybe that's better actually for me I suppose. It kept me it kept me from making a fool of myself or doing anything too stupid but um you know, I was lucky. I didn't get into too much trouble. I saw plenty going on. I couldn't. You know, we used to go. I don't know why we were allowed. Like we're you're playing so many games in a close period of time up to Christmas, and you're going off on a party for two nights, one night or two nights to get pissed, and you're meant to be a professional athlete. It's the stupidest <laughs> idea ever. You're peak. You're meant to be peak physical condition. Alcohol like drives you worse than ever when you're really fit. You've no, you've no bit of soakage in you at all to 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 manage it. You. Like you'd usually play a game on a Saturday, it could be in, um, it could be a home, it could be a away game, whatever, and you go straight to, in our case, say we're flying to Dublin, we're straight to an airport, you haven't had post match meal, you've not recovered properly. It's, 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 
it's a disgrace really as a manager now if it was a manager I don't I don't know if I'd I'd be a party pooper I don't know how you'd manage it um, I don't know if they're as bad now as they were 10 years ago I don't hear as much about them the last few years because you just can't now players are more aware there's more and more like when so I mean first with Reading going for 30s there's no camera phone no camera phone no Twitter no Facebook really around 2005-6-7 time so um, the lads having naked races around the block um, in town centres uh, wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, so listen, we went we went everywhere. We went, we went all around England. I think went um, Ireland and different cities. No one got arrested, so I suppose that was a success compared to some of them back then. Yeah, exactly. But uh, these, look, we may talk about the football system. <laughs> um, Everton, or do you want to talk about? Because obviously, since we last spoke to you, uh, Marco Silva got the sack, and then they went turned around at the weekend and put in a great performance. How can a team go from being so bad to oh, being so good overnight? Like Duncan Ferguson, maybe I'm not. You know, maybe he's done something unbelievable, but it's it's hard to think he's only in there a couple of days. He couldn't have done too much in that yeah. time. I know, it's obviously, the personalities are totally different. You look at him with the touchline. He, like we talk about with Jose Mourinho in his first few days at Spurs, he's not going to do anything really tactically. It's more, what's he going to say? What's Duncan Ferguson saying in their ear? Um, you know, it's been coming to a head for a long time. It's a pressure, at least for the players. You know, they obviously mustn't have liked them if, if Duncan Ferguson got that reaction out of him that quickly. They obviously were not having their previous manager. Um, that's the only thing I can say, to be honest with you. Um you know, I don't know whether Duncan Ferguson should be the. I've no idea what he's like as a coach, or, or you know, people are saying give him the job now. Well, like you can't really just give him the job because he got one win. He was very good at getting him motivated for a game, but long term he might be brilliant. I don't know, but I suppose is he a good coach? The people who've worked under him, he's been at the club for a long time now, coaching underage and stuff, so they'll know more than we do or I do um, regarding his coaching and his managerial skills, but. Won't do many harm winning last week. Going to Man United now. What a difference that game is now compared to two weeks ago. Um, exactly, we had two talked depressed about... teams with no confidence. All of a sudden, they're two teams like on top of the world, loving loving life. So, make um, going to make for a good game. Yeah, it's like we talked last week about that United could be potentially fifteenth by the time we talked to you again, and now they're actually fifth. Yeah. Like, what did you like? Is there anything you've noticed the change of them, or is it just that thing that they're playing against two good teams? And maybe they're better on the counter attack than when they have to actually. Yeah, well, it is it. When they don't, when they're not under as much pressure to break teams down, um, you know you look at it that way. But then you can't take it away from Solskjaer. You know I keep saying they should replace him, but he's proven it wrong the last week. I hope he keeps proving it wrong because he's a he's a really a guy you'd really like to do well. Um, I hope this is the turn and the the start from because like fantastic results um, and and playing well against Man City as well. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just a um, fluke. It was Good performance. So um, yeah, no, I hope he keeps it. I hope he keeps it going. Obviously, I want him to keep it going. But um, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint why it's better. You can say that counter attacking football or whatever. But like, you know, they're good. They're good players. They should be able to do that against against any team. It's all right to say that like, like for a uh, for a Crystal Palace or someone like that, you say it suits them to play the bigger teams because they can sit in a counter attack. But Man United, you don't want to be like that for the for the next couple of years you want them to be the one being able to beat anyone yeah. and go out and win games convincingly but no fair enough um, credit where it's due fantastic week for Man United and um, you know there's no person you'd like to do better in that job than Solskjaer whether whether he can or not but hopefully he proves yeah. it wrong hopefully he proves me wrong I wonder as well is it the the kind of the 
when Liver when United were brilliant, Liverpool could always maybe rise themselves and get a result against them, but they yeah. weren't doing it over the course of the year. United used to do it against Liverpool back in the eighties as well. Like you know what I mean? There's there's probably a bit of that. It'd be interesting to see how they get on against lesser teams now over the next few weeks. Like yeah, well, well, this game now Everton is Everton on a high, but it's at Old Trafford. Many nights should be beating Everton Old Trafford. Everton near the bottom of the league, so. Like this will tell a lot. Are they just getting up for the big games, or can they do it consistently? A good performance this weekend could, could puncture the balloon again, or puncture the ball again this weekend. A loss again, and it's back to square one. And talk of needing someone else in charge. So just yeah. keep it going. Um, go out and play with exciting football. No fear. They, as we keep saying, they go ahead and then they, they sit back and invite pressure on. Go for it. You're at Old Trafford. Win the game. Win convincingly. Definitely, um, Wolves and Spurs a very interesting game this this weekend. I know your your bet for the for the weekend is coming out of this one. Yeah, I'm going two strong teams. Um, yes, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just said score draw for this to see it. Um, yeah, Wolves, Wolves, Wolves are drawn every single game to play. So yeah, true. Uh, I just think. They're just, I think they're, they're evenly matched. Spurs are a better squad overall, but going to Molyneux is not easy with a no. Wolves team who are fairly confident um, and good, good players. Um, you know, they've got, they're going to know each other quite well, I'd imagine, uh, the two managers. They've got the same agent, and a lot of the Wolves players have got the same agent. I think nearly 90% of them got the same agent. Yeah. And uh, it was Jose Mourinho's agent as well. So um, it's all linked in there that way. He'll know them really well. He'll know a lot of the Wolves players really well. So. Um, could cancel each other out. I'm going to go for a score draw on that one. Um, 16 to 5. Mourinho's been excellent since he's taken that job. I've enjoyed watching him again. It's good to see him enjoying himself. Seems to be, you know, the exact opposite as he was as a, a Man United manager. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll last as well. Exactly. Bringing through the young players like Troy Parrott, which is uh, one of his yeah. questions he's always faced. Yeah. You'd have to be happy, Troy Parrott, for Mourinho to score over and, you know, sort of hug him after the game, give him the ball. That's a good sign. You know, it's a sign he. he he knows him, he thinks about him, he's brought him on, first of all, but then to go out and acknowledge him afterwards, that is a really good sign for him. So, um, you know, I was wondering whether he'd get a look in at all. Mourinho wouldn't have known much about him, but, you know, he's under pressure, I suppose, to bring a play, young player to. That's the criticism against all you know, he doesn't use young players. So maybe that will work in his favour now, be Troy Park's favour, because Mourinho will be wanting to show that, yeah, look, I brought through a young player, and if Troy is good enough, he'll, uh, he'll get his chance, and he has done so far. Definitely. Thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us, Kevin. No worries, lad. Thanks a lot. That was really interesting talking to Kevin about everything there from Christmas parties to everything. But the Irish stuff for me, the kids going over to England has just been a lot of bugbear for a long, long time. And I think some of the stuff he said there was brilliant. I wonder if the new FAI whatever that ends up being, uh, you know, something that's looking to rebuild public confidence. But forget about the confidence even, like, just to do good work. I wonder, is there a serious role there for a liaison for Irish players going to England? Or, like, instead of a kind of, you know, somebody that can explain those pitfalls, somebody that can educate parents. Maybe it's going around clubs. It's going to be... Kevin put his finger on why that's a really hard thing to do. Because... You have those clubs in Dublin, Kevin's and Belvedere and all these, who rely on selling clubs to England. But it's not the best system for them. And there needs to be, like, you know, we need to get out of this kind of everybody looks after themselves within Irish football. Yeah. And, like, it's a massive job. Look, I'm not, like, if John Delaney was the best CEO in the world and not what he actually was, then he 
still probably wouldn't have been able to do this. It just needs to be so. It needs to be a real priority, you know, of whoever ends up going to run this organization. Yeah, even like not just like there's two things. There's one of as in how to maximize the potential to make it as a footballer, but then even just the human being aspect. Oh, absolutely. Of it. That's like, yeah. I was thinking about forget about going over to England as a professional footballer. Every teenager starting college at 17, 18, you know, almost need a liaison person to guide you through <laughs> <laughs> through the life. You know, like that, you know, the, there is that thing that I can imagine then, do, imagine like say we were obviously 18 year olds, you're probably in college, you're out yeah. living on your own for the first time. Um, and as Kevin was saying, when lads go over to him, it was like a stag party every weekend. So we were in college, every day it was like a stag party. Yeah. But like, it's kind of like that thing of, um, imagine being in that bubble of just like over in a club and you're not like you're you're kind of in real life, but it's not real life either. No. So like it's there's almost two aspects to it. There's the bit we're talking about in terms of just making it as a player, and then there's the other bit of just like your own development. As Kevin was saying, go and get you know get the leave insert. All these different living out of home, but near home. Yeah, all yeah. these different aspects that come into it. Like it definitely is something that. There's probably two different roles in there, and obviously, I don't, I'm not sure. No, the, these roles do it. exist, by the way. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, and uh, like, in fairness to the FAI, they have, have done something about this 10 years ago. I just think that it needs to become a priority, and education needs to grow around it, you know what I mean? And, and kids need to know that maybe your best option as a person is like what Kevin's saying, it's just somebody to tell him to it, maybe it's paying Kevin Doyle and and the Stevens when he comes home and whoever else to go around and kind of talk about your experience and talk about how hard it is to go over there or lads that have gone over too young and come back and then maybe gone again yeah. you know like a Graham Burke or someone like that you know like that these guys have stories to tell they all kind of tell the same story let's face it you know what I mean unless you're Troy Parrott or Robbie Keane it's going to be really hard to make a breakthrough especially now it's different now because you're talking about hundreds of nationalities coming into these massive academies like the first team manager doesn't know every player in the academy like yeah. they probably did when brian clough or matt busby was doing it you know um anyway i just think it's a, it's 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 a massive thing that i would love to see that be like a, a big big priority and then from a football point of view because the life is more important but from a football point of view we were talking about it on the rugby podcast yesterday about um the AIL being more of it, more important than playing academy rugby or A rugby or whatever, because you only develop when you play against adults. So if you're playing under twenty, you're playing underage all your life, and you're always scoring six goals all the time because you're better than any of them. You suddenly go in, you're playing the Premier League, or you're playing, you know, it's like you're not going to make it when you're training against the first team because you're just not used to it. You've never played. You need to go and play against a grizzled old veteran of the League of Ireland who's played fifteen years and is going to try and break your leg. Not that they exist in the League of Ireland, you know. But it, it, that's the cliche. Yeah. Um, the other thing you mentioned there was Wolves and Spurs to be a draw. Spoiler alert, that features in my big shout later Uh-oh. on. We'll get back to that. Though, but before, <laughs> before that, we need to play Poor that. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I've cursed him already. Um, no, I had Wolves last week to be a draw and uh, was it the one 2 free as well? We had, yeah. we had a pick at Wolves. Uh, I think we both did, actually. Yeah. two all draw in yeah. the end. But uh, Labrook's one 2 free. Speaking of it, it's your chance to win 100 euro cash if you can correctly predict the score of three of this weekend's football matches. If you get one right, you get a euro free bet. If you get two, you get a five euro free bet. Myself and Mick, we have yet to get all three, but this could be the weekend. Although they're, they're tricky now. Um, I've got the games it's worse here. Worse I'm getting, Mark. Yeah, it's worse you're getting. Is I'm getting near enough, but just not quite there yet. Uh, Southampton against West Ham is the first game this yeah. weekend. Two teams near the other foot of the table, struggling. They're in and out of form. Both of them getting wins lately, and then in loss again. What are you going for here? Seven, uh, I think 16th and 18th, uh, 16 points and 15 points. 
two teams like Southampton have been there the whole time but West Ham are in free fall and I think Pellegrini goes if they don't maybe it's after the next home game maybe he can survive a draw this week but I don't think he's going to get more than a draw I can see this being one all I'm going to go mm. yeah, Southampton could win it yeah. I, I have a I sneaky feeling for Southampton, Southampton. I said 2-1 okay. Southampton against Watford and they didn't let me down so I'm going to yeah. say 2-1 again this time then the next one is we mentioned it earlier on with Kevin Man United against Everton this is impossible to call for me because you don't know what United team's going to show up and you don't know what Everton team is no. going to show up. And like Everton, that Liverpool game was nuts midweek last week. And I think it that was... It could have been 10-0. Yeah, yeah. But then it could have been 4 all at halftime. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't see there being as many goals in it this time or against United. I'm going to say United are going to get a 1-0 win here. I think United will win. I think this could be a bit of a run from United and it could be nearly the worst thing that happens to them long term. Uh, Ollie's good in December, much like Ireland are good in March. And I think they'll win a 2-1. 2-1. And then yeah. finally, the big game of the weekend, Arsenal against Man City. You say it's a big game, but uh, this is really actually the team in Man City against, against a mid-table, mid-table team. team yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Man City 4-1 here. I think Arsenal, that West Ham second half aside, have been dreadful and they're conceding bags of goals. Man City haven't been great at the minute, and they're always conceding goals as well themselves, but I'm going to say 4-1. I'm going to this is at the Emirates? Try, at the Emirates. I think this could be the sort of... The it, battle of the airplanes. I thought this was the... You know, Father Ted, where it's like, this was the straw that both counts. This is definitely the, the final straw. This is the bottom of the barrel for Arsenal. It's the unbelievable. It was the straw that broke the camel's back, and there was a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah but the straw for what like they don't have a manager here's the thing they're already done it's Man City that have a straw that could break the camels back True. at the moment they're the ones that are in big trouble Another, like losing to Man United like they can't go and follow it up by losing to Arsenal obviously they have Champions League in the middle of it uh, you know I read an interesting idea from Miguel Delaney during the week that that um, Jose tends to have difficult third years at clubs and that's kind of his that's sort of where he goes that he he kind of does a very good two years and he's developing a theory that perhaps Pep's fourth year could be the, in in a similar mode that it just it's it's when you have enough of him yeah. as a group of players and when he kind of maybe runs out of new ideas and there's definitely a struggle there however like like if you're struggling the team to play is Arsenal I think it'll be I think I know I'm going to go for another high scoring game 3-2 Three to city two. to city. Well, there we have it. Whether you agree or disagree with us, get on to labrooks.com. You can play one, two, free yourself for absolutely free, and you could win yourself a hundred euro cash. To subscribe to the full build up podcast, search the build up on balls.e on all good podcast apps. <laughs>